happy uh, Pakistan <laughs> Independence Day. I don't think that. <laughs> Inshallah, they will have another Independence Day next year. Oh, is that the wrong? Is that the wrong? Let me let me see. Is this? <laughs> I think that's the wrong one. Uh, also uh, wrong. Hmm. Also, mm, I don't um, know. We might get canceled for that. Let me let me. Oh, that's definitely not it. Um, hmm. I'm in violation of international <laughs> treaties. <laughs> oh wait, I think I I think I got it. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was Japan. <laughs> what about this? <laughs> no, I think I. <laughs> I think I found it. <laughs> satire, satire. <laughs> uh, that that shout out to Imran Khan. Shout out to his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, <laughs> oh, what do we got on the show? We should do a show. What's uh, yeah. what's what's been happening? Well, you uh, just said uh, <sighs> that uh, nobody's requested stickers. Um, no, I just have I have all the stickers mods? that I bought. Mods request stickers, <laughs> you hogs. You hogs. I mean, you this is what? the thing. If you if you request a sticker, you are guaranteed to get it. Uh huh. So th- <laughs> keep like, that in mind. Like every. Like everyone always says, when it comes to the seduction of women, mm-hmm. they 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 go to whoever has the. I have no idea what I'm doing. Sticker. Yeah, exactly. They go. Bye, bye. They go. Is they they they're gonna walk up to you and they're gonna go. Is that an interrobang? <laughs> yeah, and you will say, yeah. uh, I don't know what that is, but sure. I don't. You'll you'll just you'll just go. My life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what about your couch? Tell me about your couch. Uh, good news: the ottoman has arrived. The couch Ooh. situation is complete. Well, I guess the rug has to get here, but uh, other than that, you know, I've got a place to put my feet up now. It's it's terrific. We love it. Ottoman's very good. AKA my, the hassock. My my cassock, yes. Um, <clears throat> my hassock, yes. Uh, <laughs> good. Good. My good. hassock. <laughs> My, my hassock yes sounds like a really boring poem that I didn't my, read. My 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 <laughs> my hassock. That was like a s- my hassock very long dash. Yes. <laughs> like I'm not reading this. I yeah. Skip. <laughs> I think that's one of Shakespeare's sonnets or whatever. But yeah. Um, Upon a hassock well endowed. That's the title. <laughs> of the poem. <laughs> Uh, anyway, couch good. Um, uh, I went to a farmer's market this morning. Which You're which, telling me about I'm excited to hear more about the farmer's market They, they call it a farmer's market, but it has more than just the typical farmer's market fare of like a guy selling lots of beans, you know. There's all sorts uh-huh. of things. Um, it takes place in the little town square, uh, which means that you can go to the donut store, which is called Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. Um, don't uh-huh. opsec me. But um, I've included in the show notes a link to my tweet. I took a picture of all the donuts available and said, choose your fight. Now you um, were uh, something of a harsh critic of of these donuts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just opened up the first picture and I was looking at all these pictures and I said, all of these donuts, if you put them before me and said, hey, do you want a donut? I would just go, nah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't look good. This is a bit like the overbearing cupcake trend from like 2015 uh-huh. or something. But yeah. um, I will say that the dirt one here, which is like a donut with like Oreo cookie crumble and then a gummy worm, that that is yeah. a hit with the kids for sure. I'm sure um, it is. I I I don't know. Let me skip through here. I haven't seen now, the rest. Let's see what else here's, we got. Yeah, uh, you've got, um, I mean, maple bacon. That's kind of interesting. Snickerdoodle. Triple chocolate meltdown seems like a lot. Apple pie, lemon bar. I mean, it's just, yeah, a lot of these donuts have a lot going on. Uh, so I opted for the classic of cinnamon sugar um, and then just a chocolate glazed one. So, yeah, I, d- I, d- I don't like I don't like the donuts where there's just too much going on. I. I like to keep it simple. Right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, one of the greatest pleasures in life is a cinnamon sugar donut. So, you know. Yeah. I I, I think, uh, man, the coconut one looks all right. The Mm -hmm. lemon ginger, I could go for that. The raspberry lemonade creme brulee. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this is just like a genre of things that I just it's it's I it just looks too much. I'm not a big sweetie boy. I'm a salty boy. So like, no, yeah. Well, they did have, usually they some salty something or other on this page. Usually, my this. my my reaction to seeing pictures of sweets like this mm-hmm. or like really decorated cakes like ostentatious desserts is I feel like aggressed. Like it feels like <laughs> I can feel the sugar. Are you, you, you're, you're walking into this donut store and saying this is a personal attack. <laughs> yeah, I can just feel my gums tingling now, from the okay, sugar. Okay, but I you do see I mean? one here that's ginger sugar, and I'm gonna have to try that next time because that sounds. Oh, I didn't see the last page. The last, the last page of pictures. This is what I'm going for. Yeah, it's the more plain donuts. You know, ones that are there's like maple sugar, cinnamon sugar, yeah. ginger sugar, which sounds very fascinating, and then just like yeah. your typical forms of of glazes. Of which I got the yeah. chocolate. The nice thing is the donuts are made fresh and then they like decorate them right in front of you, which is why that all these things are yeah. here. So like they're they're very fresh. This isn't like Dunkin' Donuts where they've been, you know, defrosted from some shipment <laughs> that they got three weeks ago or something, you know. So Yeah. Um Yeah. But, but the farmer's market is good. I, I had quite a haul. I got um a dozen ear of corn for four bucks, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Did I say a dozen or a half dozen? Half dozen. You st- okay. Yeah. Uh, I got some cilantro. I was going to say, a dozen ears of corn. You're not going to be able to eat that. Indeed not. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I got some cilantro. I got some chicken breast. Uh, I got some cherry jam. Uh, I got some. There's this guy who makes uh, the, the Belgian pearl sugar waffles. So I got mm-hmm. some of those. Uh, I got some, oh, I got some, uh, chicken tikka masala spice from this very nice lady who was handing out samples of chicken tikka masala and other things. She handed me the little Mm. cup, which was like a little cup of rice and chicken tikka masala made with her seasoning. And then Mm. she goes, oh, here, try the chickpeas too. And like spooned the chickpeas into my little cup too. I was like, all right, (laughs) (laughs) here we go. Here we go. Like, I'm Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that experience of the farmer's market where like everyone's just like shoving things in your face everywhere you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that that's fun to me. I like yeah, that. I right. don't know why I like that, but I do. Yeah. Just handing you something 
uh, you know, like stuck Here, to a toothpick. This. Yeah, exactly. The worst <laughs> thing that happens, though, is when they have like the sample out of the, the they have like the fruit they're selling and they have like a bunch of cut up pieces with toothpicks and you oh, try it. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And then the one that you buy is like hard as a rock. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they served the one good one. Right. I hate that. Yeah. They ever do that to me, and I declare jihad on them, and then I just like <laughs> go there go the next mode. week, and I stand by their booth, and I just tell everybody, "Oh, hey, last last time they just gave me a bunch of shit, so mm-hmm. don't yeah. don't don't buy from here." They love uh, it, right? But then I I also uh, had the thought of um, how Donald Trump would be at a farmers market, or if he was like you know inviting people to come to the farm, like he runs the farmers market, so you know it's yeah. like folks. We have uh, tremendous booths, a great number of booths, many booths, um, mm. all sorts of produce, various kinds of vegetables, some veggies, get some veggies. I don't know. It's fun to think about. Folks, you can, you can, we have a tamale lady at the farmer's market. <laughs> we have the best bushels. There was a tamale lady. Yeah, I sent you a picture. I said, what do I get? So uh, I felt I felt bad because I was sleeping in and I missed it. And I could have been your tamale guy. Well, that's fine. It's every Saturday. So I'll, I'll go back again yeah. and get some tamales next time. Obtain, so. obtain a tamale. They, you know, what's funny is they have, they have a tamale lady at ours too. Hmm. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and last time she just gave me like, I ordered like a tamale and she gave me like three other ones for free. Hmm. And I was like, thank you, Tamale See, This is why you go to the farmer's market. Is, is yeah, for this. that's not yeah, going to exactly. happen anywhere else. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the free um, you, Oh, and you there was a knife. big day today. A, what? Well, there was a knife sharpening guy at the farmer's market, and I said, oh, I have oh, to remember you're cool. here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he goes, I'm here every yeah. Saturday. It's like, oh, nice. You Dude, just come. I think sweet. you drop your knives off with them, and then you go shop, and then you come back later. I'm going to sharpen you know? my knives today. You just reminded me. Yeah, I need to that's do a that. good. Yeah, note to everyone: sharpen your knives. Keep your knives sharp. Yeah, sh- you know, you never know when you might have week. to, you know, uh, slice some tomatoes or whatever. Well, uh, and a anyway. dull knife really makes knife accidents uh, it, it way more likely does. to happen. Yeah, because you don't have sharp. control of your knife. Mm-hmm. Speaking of keeping um, things sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was informed this morning by Twitter that it is my 13th Twitterversary today. Um, wow. And I have to say, I regret everything. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember how Twitter was in 2008? I know <sighs> you and Liz talked about this a bit. So, oh, yeah. it was so much better. It was, there was so good. There were, there were no like um, extremely tedious people with takes. Like all the blue checks, that wasn't a thing yet, you know? You didn't yeah. you didn't have like Maureen O'Dowd or whatever or like uh what's the guy's name the uh, uh, Bert Stevenson or whatever his name is uh Brett Stevens yeah uh you yeah. know on Twitter tweeting like um you know we should uh you know toss uh people that I don't like into a garbage can or whatever so you yeah. miss it you do miss it so. Unfortunately or fortunately, they let more people on the website, and it just got worse. <laughs> it, it 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 went downhill the once whole the celebs gone got there. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once it became a celeb fandom uh, vehicle, culture, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when it really started to go downhill. Before that, people were just making like uh, crude jokes, mm-hmm. and uh, the best thing uh, <clears throat> I'll probably some of our listeners know about Favard, but like. 
That's like the Favard. 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 Brett Favard. Brett Favard. Which was a, a, a site that would like index likes on um, your tweets and that would rank people's tweets, but they were it was for joke purposes. Mm-hmm. So like everyone who was using this website who would follow this account uh you know was like making jokes all day and that was just uh i was just so happy back then mm-hmm. simpler mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. yeah i unfortunately will never get one of these twitterversary 13th things because i deleted that account and signed yeah. up for a new one but unfortunate you know yeah, it's but fine. i i was it doesn't it doesn't all it does is it reminds you of how much uh you know psychic damage you've taken how how old were you then when you first signed up in 2000 what is this, uh, 2000... 2008? Yeah, I would have been 16. Wow. Yeah. I got my license and I said, I'm logging on to Twitter. <laughs> no one can stop Wild. me now. I can't and, imagine uh, what my life would have been like if Twitter was around when I was 16. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't great. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> wow. So, um, um, I saw this. I saw, did see something good on Twitter. Uh, interesting friend of the sh- friend of the show, even though he doesn't know it. Uh, Tom McKay. Uh, it's a thing that's Tom bestowed Stone. upon you now. <laughs> you you don't even yeah. have to know about it. You know, it's an honorific. That's right. The, you know, it's like paternity. You know, you may not know <laughs> that you're the father, but that doesn't stop you from being the father. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, shared this uh picture. It's a little dumb meme called uh how southern are you one point for every food you've tried mm-hmm. so um i've been looking here. i've been trying t- to calculate i'm gonna tell you what my score is okay mm-hmm. 26 oh wow is that everything out on of the list that's almost everything on the list the the only mm-hmm. thing it, it would be easier for me to tell you the things on this list i haven't had okay mm-hmm. okay so from left to right i've never had sweet tea weirdly what never (laughs) never had it well because like like mormons don't drink tea it's like forbidden okay yeah so i like grew up never having tea Hmm. so like Hmm. i don't never had sweet i've had not sweet tea (laughs) yeah so i don't know i'll just have some hmm. sweet tea i guess sure i don't know i've i've never had let's keep going down this list i've never had oyster salad um, have you had oyster salad? No, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. It sounds like a euphemism, and I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, congealed salad, also, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound. Yeah, I don't I don't want that either. That's disgusting. Okay, next column. I've never had uh, Hoppin' John. Weirdly enough, hmm. I know what it is. Hmm. You had Hoppin' John? No, I don't. I don't it's know like what a, that is. <clears throat> it's like a, I think it's like black eyed peas and rice kind of a dish. Okay. okay. It's like a Caroline, Carolinian kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've never had, I've never had fat back. Mm. Have you had fat back? No. I don't, I, isn't that just like, like crude bacon? I, I think. I don't know. This could be a trick for all that I know. This could just be. <laughs> You oh, know. you you're looking at this. You're like, I don't know if these things are real. Like, was this exactly. created by an AI? Yeah. Okay, right. I can mm-hmm. tell you that everything on this I've seen as a thing somewhere. Okay. So these are all real things, except for I've never seen oyster salad or conge- congealed salad. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that is. 
I don't. I've never had. Please, pears. please don't eat something called congealed salad. That cannot <laughs> be good for you. I'm sorry. That needs Third. a rebrand if it is indeed meant to be an edible item of food. <laughs> Third column here is a uh, pear salad. I've never had. I've, I've never had the salads. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what that would be other than just like a mix of pear. I don't. No yeah, it's just that, that just like fruit salad, but with pear in it. I don't know. That's uh, who, I've who? never had. <laughs> I've never had fried gizzards, although I've seen people have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never had gator tail. Okay. It well, okay. If it's just literally alligator, I've eaten alligator. Right. I don't know if it's just if it's a UFO, if it's like a name. Right. Yeah, or something if it's. Else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like a beaver tail in uh, right. Canada? Yes. I'm thinking maybe it's a similar kind of thing. Well, my understanding is that those are, in fact, fried fried tails of beavers. Uh, but someone can correct oh, me. Oh, that's... Okay, yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I've had everything else on here. What? I'm, at, so, I'm at six, so... Wow, whoa! Okay. Well, so, yeah, I'm not very... So, peach I'm, cobbler. Yeah. Have you had peach cobbler? Uh, yes, I think I have. You've had sweet tea, obviously. I've had, yes, of course. Chicken and dumplings? Uh, no, no, Ooh, I don't think I've you're had. Missing out. You yeah. would be a big chicken and dumplings boy. I'm sure you would I would. Lo- you would yeah. love them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cornbread, you've had of cornbread. Course. Yeah. Gumbo? I don't think I've had gumbo. Ooh, gumbo's good. Frog legs? No. You're not missing out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a dis- dis- disconcertingly squeaky chicken. Uh, Why is this chicken mm. squeaky? What is mm-hmm. happening here? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chicken fried steak? Uh, no, no. Ooh, we went for a period in my life growing up where there was like a we'd have chicken fried steak like twice a week. I don't know why that just we sounds got like this. a lot to me. Oh, you know? it's so good. I don't know. It's so good. Mm. Hush puppies? Yeah. White gravy? That's just like I. I- well, yeah, I know. I didn't count that one, but I guess, I guess. That's sure. like the gravy the on- the biscuits and um, gravy gravy? Biscuits and gravy. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah Grits? Yeah. Grits, yeah. Oyster salad? No, no, no. <laughs> Congealed no, salad? No, no. <laughs> Fried green tomatoes? No. Uh, Ooh, the, the only thing that's on, a treat. The only thing on the rest of this list that I've had is corn pudding. Really? You, so yeah. you've never had- Wow. Okay. Let's get. Let's let's go through the stuff that I on here. No, that I'm, I'm a, like. I'm a coastal delicious. elitist. <laughs> you haven't had red beans and rice. Uh no. <laughs> Wait. What coast are you talking about? The Great Lakes. <laughs> yeah, the third coast. <laughs> the coastal elitist. Um. Uh, fry bologna is very good. It's exactly what it says. If you just mm-hmm. fry bologna, I don't know what happens to it, but it makes it very good. Huh. Um, okay. Okay. Fried okra, I don't like, so you're not missing mm. out. It's like mm-hmm. a, um, have you ever had like popcorn chicken? Yeah. It's like popcorn chicken, but when you bite into it, there it's just snot instead of chicken meat. So oh, yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> it's gross. Good. Okra is yeah. disgusting. <laughs> um. Well, I guess I've had jambalaya. I've never had boiled peanuts. I've never been that far I don't far know south. that I've had, yeah, I don't think I have either. I've had chitlins, unfortunately. No. It's uh, not good. I am here to report they taste like exactly what they are, which is the lower mm-hmm. intestinal tract of a pig, and uh, they're very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, jambalaya is very good. Jambalaya, jambalaya is yeah. like a like gumbo that went crazy. 
Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like the Flavor Town version of gumbo. <laughs> oh dear! You've never wait. You've never had deviled eggs. I'm not an egg person, so no. Oh no, not a not a big yeah. Coca Cola cake is an interesting one on here. Yeah, because that, that's like a new Southern kind of thing. I think. Yeah, that sounds like a Flavor Town thing as well. <laughs> I've had it, and it's it's good. I mean, it's a good cake flavor it's like a chocolatey kind of tasting i don't know it works mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. ambrosia you've never had ambrosia no that is like a delicious uh <clears throat> it's like a salad thing but it's a dessert so it's like okay. a salad that's made out of like cool whip and there's like oh uh, i've seen this. coconut yeah. and uh-huh. marshmallows and oranges and things in it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it, i'm I'm not going to lie. It's very good. It's very disgusting. In 2017, Ambrosia was the most searched for Thanksgiving dish by people in Vermont. (laughs) Weird. I know. That's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, so I don't know. I'm I'm very Southern. I'm like six or seven. So (laughs) that feels right to me. I didn't. I feel like I'm not that Southern, but like the fact that I've had Brunswick stew, which is, um, which is a uh, squirrel stew. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's like the most that and like poke salad and yeah, turnip greens okay. or something like that. Like that's like super. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's poor folk food. Yeah. <laughs> but squirrel taste, I, I got. I can't lie, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like the way that I had it in this in this stew. I'm not I, hmm. interested. Yeah. Wouldn't and people do it say again I'm weird for locking for liking skyline chili. Yeah. But they put cheese on the chili and it's on top of noodles. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm over here eating yeah. a Coca-Cola Congealed cake. salad. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you're the weird one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to go visit you just to go. I, I mean, to see you. Yeah, cool, whatever. But like, <laughs> I really want you to take me to Skyline Chili like yeah. so bad. That's like. One of the only travel things I want to do in my life. Like, I mm-hmm. want to go and have that chili, that chili pasta with cheese. Yeah. So you can see what the fuss is all about. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense in my head, but I trust that it's good because everyone likes it. Mm-hmm. So I want to partake. Good. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, I guess, is that if you, they really should call it something other than chili, because if you go into it expecting like the sort of chili you're used to, you're going to have like that uncanny valley feeling because it's not anything like that. <clears throat> it's like a bolognese so. or something more. Oh, I don't even know. It's just a meat sauce, you know? Okay. So. Meat sauce. Yeah. A meat sauce. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> It's almost like sort of like a, a a gyro meat, but you know it's been like you know liquefied. It's very spiced. It's very spiced. It's spiced. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and they say the secret ingredient is either molasses or a little bit of chocolate. No one's quite clear. Um, well, but, meat sauce yeah. to me is uh, a vile act, but I would I would take your word. Oh, uh, what's up next? What are we supposed to be talking about? Have you heard about uh, Afghanistan? Things are going well there. Uh, nope. So, <laughs> so th- um, yeah, so we withdrew from Afghanistan, and now the, the Taliban is mostly taking over. Um, and a lot of people on Twitter have been um, 
decrying this, but also haven't been brave enough to say, like, we should send troops back in or whatever, except for this one guy at Sunny Bunch um, who says, so what, you would have just kept U.S. troops in Afghanistan forever? And then he's put the yes meme Chad guy. Um, I just want to congratulate him for saying what no one else is brave enough to say, even though it's like a plainly ridiculous sort of position, right? Because it's like, we've, we've been there for 20 years. You know, what, what, I yeah. mean, on the other hand, I guess what's 20 more years, you know, but yeah, um, <laughs> to me, that's to cool. me, it's just, <laughs> uh, I, you can't make me care about this. Like, yeah, these people, I mean, I don't care about it. It's bad. I think probably a lot of like earnest folks who we sort of set up, um, you know, are, are gonna oh, suffer, yeah. but also, but, but we like, already did the damage. Like that already yeah. happened. Like you can't undo it. Like that yeah. sucks. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. It's like at some point you have to cut your losses, I guess. So, but I also think that it's funny how quickly this is happening uh, compared to like Vietnam, where they had a two-year pause yeah. from when when we withdrew to when Saigon fell, and this is like a two-month or something. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what's this tweet you put in here? We could have jo- defeated the Taliban. Yeah, John for whatever <laughs> says we could have for, defeated the Taliban. <laughs> for whatever reason, it was always about energy and geo strategy. We don't really want to fear terror. Want to fear terror, which legitimated surveillance slash, or we could not accept the necessary sacrifice of lives. Peren, we lack the will. And I just want to say, John. Fact- Fact check. False. We could not have defeated the Taliban. That's you just wrinkled my brain, man. That does John English much, buddy? Yeah. I we don't, could have what? we could have defeated the Taliban. We just couldn't accept the necessary sacrifice of lives. We, we should have sent more people into the meat grinder, Aaron. This is what I've been saying. <laughs> I don't we know. We don't we don't really want to fear terror which legitimated it's- I just, surveillance just want to remind folks sentence. of a thing that I didn't know, but um, way back when, like in October 2001, uh, the, the Taliban uh, offered to basically hand over the terrorists that, you know, it was whatever, sheltering or whatever, if yeah. we recognized their government. And we didn't do that. Um, and yeah, here we are now with... Um, you know they've they're they're shredding they're shredding classified documents at the embassy in Kabul. It's great. I love it. We're it's gonna great. we're setting ourselves up for like another Saigon slash Iran situation. I'm very excited for um you know the helicopters and the hostage crisis and whatever else. Um, it's Play great. Stupid we love games it. win stupid prizes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to Afghanistan to become so much better after we left like vietnam <laughs> yeah that uh <laughs> we 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 definitely weren't helping the situation um yeah. speaking of other news you see this uh, ipcc report i did um it yeah. did not make me it did not make me happy i got to be honest stands for i um, i p close in closed captioning so when I- <laughs> 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 the international People's climate, the intergovernmental sir. panel on climate change. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> they put out, they put out a little summary. They put out a report, a thirteen hundred page report, uh, and then the forty two page summary for poly- policymakers. And um, there's a really good climate uh, newsletter that you should follow from Emily Atkin. 
called uh, Heated, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Um, some really good reporting and like sort of like contextualizing of climate news and climate stuff. Um, and in the article, there's a there's just like this quote, <laughs> which they talked about. It's just like just really just sort of made me have to shut my computer and go for a walk. But uh, basically. Here's this the what what the everyone's quoting from is the policy the summary for policymakers. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but uh most people like haven't actually read the policy and here's the reason why that's the problem. The term fossil fuels is not included in the IPCC's 42-page summary document or the IPCC's press release. So if you only read the summary for policymakers, you won't actually learn the full role of human influence on the climate. You'll find out that human quote-unquote activities and quote-unquote influence are unequivocally causing climate disasters, but which activities and influences are are the greatest will remain a mystery. You'll find out what's happened to the climate, but you won't find out why it's happening or who's responsible. It's all just humans, emissions, activities, and influence. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. learn the world is ending, and you will not know who to blame. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems to be the road we're heading down where the new tactic is to acknowledge climate change um, yeah, and it's then a, it's a distribute bit like, blame to everybody, right, to all of a, humanity. It's a bit like saying, oh, there's a giant asteroid coming and there's like nothing we can do about it except, you know, watch. Except that we can do things about it in this case. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's almost like turning, they're, they're turning, they're, they're. They're making it like religious. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, well, all you know, it's just original sin, and what are you gonna do about it? All humanity's to blame. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can you can um, bring dispo- your own reusable bags to the grocery store. You know, you can recycle to absolve yourself of guilt, mm-hmm. but it well, will never I've, change. I've, the right. State. Well, and I've seen a variety of takes. Uh, this week on Twitter, you know, some people saying like, oh, you know, like there's what, like a hundred corporations that are responsible for most of climate change. And other people say like, well, you know, those corporations are responsible for climate change because of, you know, um, demand, human consumption and demand or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I see the point in both of these articles that it's like, you know, um, it's like, well, your individual actions sort of matter, but also don't. You know, it's like you can buy an electric car that sort of helps, but not really. But, you know, I don't know. There's people who are like, ah, whatever. People who take that like, oh, there's like 100 corporations and they use that as an excuse to not change their behavior at all. Because it's like, ah, whatever I do doesn't matter or whatever. Um, yeah. But I think I think there's also a point to be made as well that like we are going to need bigger solutions than just all of us deciding, you know, to not um get plastic straws or whatever like like if we really want to make a difference we're going to have to you know build more trains for example or stuff like that so you know it's like it's it's great that you say like well listen you know the reason that so many oil companies have high emissions is because people drive their cars a lot it's like you know so if you stop driving cars so much then then those companies emissions would go down it's like that's great but what am i supposed to do instead How are you of driving supposed to my survive car? in a capitalist society yeah are we <laughs> That's gonna are we gonna like, build some you know uh, are we gonna have some buses or whatever are we gonna expand public transit or what so i don't know i i was thinking about this um 
sort of generally and also in the context of COVID, just like how completely unprepared our government in the U.S. and also just governments at large these days are for actually handling and coordinating any, um, you know, coordinated human activity that requires more than a few people to be involved. Like, we just can't. Our government is not equipped to deal with a crisis, and that's like the one yeah. thing that you truly want a government to do is like, <laughs> uh, for example, when there's a pandemic, you want a central government to be like, here's what's going to happen. You know, we're we're going to require masks, we're going to require vaccinations, all that stuff. And instead, they're like, hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think it just shows that it 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 does give up the game that like they also know and acknowledge the reality that we're on a finite path. Um, and so they're not going to change because the consequences are going to happen after their lifetime yeah. is, is really what it is. Everyone who has any power uh, in this world knows that the consequences of their actions will mostly happen to their children. And um, it's really gross that they're willing to make that trade and voiced all that on their children. Um, yeah. And then it leads to this also sick and perverted liberal mindset um, of, oh, the children will save us. The, 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 the beautiful, perfect children who are free yeah, we're, of we're the original gonna, sin, you know, they will save us. Incredible expectations on our children. And I'm sure that'll be and fine. A, and a little <laughs> child shall lead them. It's just yeah. like, it's so gross and disgusting. And if you do that, you need to really reconsider. Like I can understand having like a, a positive outlook on gener on future generations and stuff. That's not the same thing I'm talking about, but like you're, if you're looking for a saver and this comes down to so many things in our world today, if, if you're relying on a savior to come and and save you and fix the situation and make everything right, you're relying on some hero to appear out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. then it, you're going to be severely disappointed because it's not happening. There are no heroes. There's no saviors. We, we only have ourselves. And so we have to get to work changing our society and our culture and the way we think about things. And it's and, very and, frustrating and then, to realize the government isn't going to do crap for us. Cause it's like, well, what yeah, is they, even it, the point? <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're they don't, what are serve you here us. to they, do? Yeah, no, <laughs> they serve their donors. You know what I mean? And they serve right. the people in their classes so that they can keep their positions of power and comfort in this world. Right. Um, and, and, and climate you know, change is a tremendous threat. And, and rather than doing something like saying, oh, you know, by like 2025, every car manufactured will need to be electric. Instead, we are asking nicely that 50% of new car purchases be electric by 2030. But we're not actually like enforcing anything. We're just asking the car makers very politely if they if they don't mind, you know. And it just doesn't, it's not, it's all adds up to not enough. Like, right. it, it doesn't matter how many good things you do in the right direction. If you don't meet the baseline for averting catastrophic climate change. And well, so ultimately it, doing things is hard. Um, <laughs> it, it really might, is. And it might disrupt our way of life. So, well, know. speaking of ways of life, cause I'm kind of tired of talking about that. <laughs> Like it's just a bummer. Um, yeah, right. My answer is something called science. I've developed a new method for for our sleep desirous I've just, listeners. I've just opened this bullet point and my mind has exploded. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? 
I did a bunch of laundry last week, and I had done like... Oh, see, nothing radicalizes me quite like having to do laundry. <laughs> so I I was... um. I did like I had a bunch of bed sheets that were sitting in my white laundry, you know, waiting to be washed for a couple weeks. And I finally did them along with my bed sheets that I had just been sleeping in. So I had several sets of bed sheets. And when I was done, I was looking at them all and I was like, usually I will put one bed sheet back on the bed. Right. You know, mm-hmm. well, I'll mm-hmm. have the, the fitted sheet and then I'll put the flat sheet over. Um, And then I was like. I've still got two more sheets here and I don't want to fold them. That's really what this started as. Yeah. I don't want to have to fold. Well, them. this is my point is we have a machine for washing the, the linens and a machine for drying the linens. Where is my machine for folding the linens? <laughs> Where's the folding machine? Where's, Where's the, the folding pressing machine? machine? This is, I hate, I hate folding clothes. It is the worst thing that I do. Chore wise. I feel like no matter how I do it, I do a bad job. Yeah. No exactly. matter what I do. It's a bad job. I hate and it. I don't I want like the folding that. machine. This is this is silly. This is silly. I don't know. But what you, what I did is I just put all the sheets on my bed, mm-hmm. and then I had like several weeks worth of you know because I only wash my sheets like once a week. Like I don't know if that's gross. Is that gross? I don't. Know. No, I think normal. that's that's normal or that's even more than normal. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then it's like I have three weeks. So like at the end of the week, I just tear off the top sheet yeah put it in the hamper go about my business next week tear it off just it's like, like a, one it's of like those a checkbook yeah it's like a checkbook or it's like one of those hospital beds with the paper where you just roll off the right new paper ro- down. <laughs> <laughs> like and i was like this is genius i gotta share this with people because mm. this method is just tm tm blessed TM. my life copyright aaron lm goodwin 2021 <laughs> Uh, OC don't method. steal <laughs> the sheet <laughs> method. <laughs> oh, I guess before I say that, don't please, please, Angela, don't buy us another domain. But thank you for buying us. I want everyone to know we forgot to put this in the show notes. But yeah. if you go to the fried rice method dot com. Uh, yes, you get I've a little that. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Try that out. Try that out, folks. The, the fried rice method dot com. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. really wonderful. Thank you, Angela. You're the best. Um, you have an interesting I, take. I saw this take here this morning. It was very good. Um, this is most <clears throat> excuse me. Most humans are so overstimulated and numb that they can hardly taste the natural sweetness of wild berries, no longer smell the natural pheromones of a potential mate, barely see without corrective lens slash glasses, nor sense the ground when walking, or feel God in their hearts. I just want to say <laughs> it's it's definitely overstimulation and numbness that is the result of that causes my bad vision. <laughs> uh, it's like what I hate about this, Andrew, is like if my life had taken only a slightly different turn, this right. could have been the tweet that I issued. Yeah. That like this could have been me. Yeah, like no, I was, was really... some of the replies to this were great. Someone replied, I have astigmatism. My eyes are literally shaped differently, which is true <laughs> of me as well. And then I also saw someone someone quote tweeted this with an image that was like, you know, on the left side and Anne Prim, you know, uh, forced to get give up their glasses um, due to their beliefs. And then on the right side, it was like a blurry tiger. And it said like an orange shape. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, you know, let's just go back to the way things were where, um, you know, like half the planet couldn't see properly. Now, someone asked this person, uh, any advice to strengthen your eyes, especially with astigmatism? Um, gaze at the horizon and sun around sunrise slash sunset more. Uh, don't do that. Go to what? an optometrist. <laughs> she, she she literally said stare at the sun? Stare at the sun, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do agree with the, the, the wild berries thing. I, like, took sugar out of my diet once because I decided I want to be a pretentious dickhead who could tell people that I wasn't doing sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did it for a whole year. It was not really for any health reasons. It was just to, like, say that I did it. Yeah. And I did notice that things started to taste sweeter and saltier, et cetera. Like I could taste things more mm-hmm. because I wasn't adding uh, additional sugar to things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really see how that's just depriving You're my life. You're overstimulated and numb. That's the thing. Now, yeah. uh, someone here says, you should check check out what birth control has done to pheromone receptivity and mate selection. And uh, the OP res- responded, BC is demonic. <laughs> Dude, what? I just want to say I, I'll call back. This is the person who back in uh, July said um, they they did a whole series of tweets that said I don't think people suffered from acne until relatively recently. If you look at images from the eighties and nineties, no one had acne, which is just remarkable. I grew telling up in on the yourself, nineties, so, and yeah. uh, I remember a lot of people had acne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow, it takes all kinds. Um, mm. Then the next thing is a little bit more interesting. Wait, you sp- okay? Yeah, the next thing is a little. Our bit content more is not medical advice. It says on this person's website, so that's yeah. Great. When you gotta put that on your website, that's yeah. a good sign. It's not medical advice, but go stare at the sun. That'll solve your astigmatism. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, look, your, I really your do eyesight think it should is be because acceptable. you are. Sp- you have to wear glasses because it- you're spiritually weak. I do think it should be acceptable for us to go barefoot anywhere. Um, I, I, that that is a, a long-standing opinion of mine. That, oh dear, that, um, you're one of you're one of the that, barefoot people. That, that footwear is oppressive. Yeah, <laughs> and you should not be required to wear footwear. Oh gosh. Um, oh my. That putting your soles of your feet on the earth is good. Hey, for hey, listen, no shirt, no shoes, no problem. Am I right? <laughs> Um, I don't know how to transition to this next thing, but other otherwise to say, well, that this is, I think it's incredible business. This is brought to us by a friend of the show, M, uh, who posted this in a Discord. Um, and and I described it to you, and you described it as Netflix for bricks. And in fact, the name of the business is Netbricks. Um, <laughs> basically, so you good. can you can rent a Lego set, put it together, and then send it back. Um, and this is great because I've always wanted the seven hundred and fifty dollar. Death Star, but I've never wanted to pay that much. And I was saying too that, like, you know, the fun for me comes from putting together the Lego set. But after that yeah. is done, then it's like, well, now what? So the idea that I could like receive a new Lego set monthly to put together is it kind of appealing, actually. This and you is don't have so to, you good. don't have to pay for the whole set because Legos are yeah. vastly overpriced for what. Well, they are. and and now you're also reducing over overuse of plastics like that's true there's no that's reason that there has to be more than folks, is needed you know what i mean <laughs> folks <laughs> we're reducing part, our part we're reducing our carbon footprint yeah, by exactly. renting the legos 
I'm sure they say something. I could also about spin up here. a contrarian take about how this is like increasing precarity into the Lego mm. market. <laughs> you you don't even We're get to own your Lego. Financializing my Legos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> uh, su- oh no! Supply supply chain brick financing. I don't Stop. know. Stop! This is not trash Stop. future. We're not doing that. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't have moan.wav, but I kinda wish I did now. <laughs> uh, um speaking of trash future, um suffering, suffering, landlords. suffering landlords are Washington's new eviction problem. <laughs> landlords are unsympathetic figures in the eyes of many struggling tenants, but they're emerging as a new economic problem for Congress and the White House. Uh, it says here, the distress is acute for so-called mom-and-pop landlords, those who own fewer than 10 properties. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mom-and-pop landlord. I mean, that landlord. includes I have, me, I guess. I have, I have nine properties. <laughs> I'm just a little mom. Have- I'm just a small bean landlord. <laughs> uh, yeah. It says, many are growing increasingly angry with the government's handling of housing safeguards as they continue to pay utilities, blah, 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 but face state and local bottlenecks when trying to tap into the $4.65 billion in rental aid allocated by Congress, to which I would say that's not really Congress's problem. That's the fault of the state and local governments who are bad at that sort of thing. Yeah. I've heard on other podcasts that like there's more than enough federal money to cover the lost rent, but it's just difficult to get to because of the things we talked about last week like there's just too many forms and stuff to fill out so yeah it's it's made not that i think we should necessarily be making it easy for landlords to get hold of free money but you know i mean the money's money's already been spent and it's just sitting there waiting for them to grab it so it's not like you're saving money by making it hard for them to claim it because right it has to be spent at some point Mm-hmm. it's i mean it's already been generated so like yeah that's what's so absurd about it um i just I do feel love, like <laughs> i do love this quote suffering... from maxine waters <laughs> i well i just love that that it's like that the the title is supposed to make you feel bad but like a title that says suffering landlords just makes me happy so I don't know what they thought they were going for there, but yeah. Well, and and uh, Maxine Water says yes. The small landlords are at a disadvantage, but guess what? They know how to go to the bank. They know how to get a loan. They know how to deal with hard times. I believe they can hang on until aid flows smoothly. And I do not believe that the renter families, many of whom have three and four children, have that opportunity. I just want to say, uh, Queen. That's, true. That's great. I love uh, that. Be careful about Maxine Waters. She's a little, <laughs> she's a little um, slippery there. Uh, true, that. but that's that's pretty good. <laughs> IMHO. So yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty There's good some lovely take. quotes here from the Small Multifamily Owners Association, which is lovely. Um, the National Apartment Association, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, the, yeah, they're all just they're bemoaning the CDC moratorium and all this stuff. Um, it also says to make things worse, many independent landlords are unaware that rental aid exists, which well, seems like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. How, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> how did they not know? Mm-hmm. National association of home builders. I don't know. Won't someone think of our housing providers? Peep, people of housing P O H. Well, you know, you, you talk about landlords like they're so bad, but I think what we're going to see in the future is, uh, a setup to where we'll 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 miss we'll we'll 
mourn we'll the miss day the personal of the, touch the actual personal <laughs> touch of a lo- actual lord instead of an app yeah. which is what it looks like things are going to with this report from motherboard zillow other tech firms are in an arms race to buy up american homes Welcome yeah to uh this is great zillow is getting 450 million dollars in bonds to go and buy up homes also companies called open door rocket homes um the race is on among tech firms to gobble up u.s housing stock and dominate the increasingly competitive high-tech house flipping market otherwise known as the fast-growing iBuyer industry there's almost an arms race to get the most inventory possible <laughs> It's less about making money off that inventory, at least initially, and more about who can get the most inventory the fastest. So uh, that's great. I'm sure that it's great that a bunch of tech companies are buying up all the houses. Um, They're freaking trading people's homes like Pokemon cards. Mm. It's so bad. So many homes are held. I can't I can't wait for like home buying and selling to be automated like high frequency trading. So like no one ever lives in a house. It's just sold back and forth on like the Nasdaq every day. Yeah, some guy has to come and like change the nameplate on the home or something every five minutes. Oh jeez. They have to put up a different different sign on in the front. Yeah. Just a normal world we've built. Homes are not for people. Homes are for companies. Yep. yep. Homes are for corporations, not people. People don't need to live in homes. But the uh, the do, appreciation uh, is is great. Zillow uh, is noting that they're selling homes for around thirteen percent more than they acquired them, uh, which is apparently a very good rate. So, um, that's cool. That's cool. Buying up yeah. the homes, reselling them, put doing a little bit of repair, but like the minimum, and then selling them for even more. So. I mean, this is the thing is, you know, you can be like a, you know, like a, a person like me who wants to buy a home and you can put in an offer, you know, that matches what the what the uh, homeowner wants to sell it for. And then Zillow will sweep in and give them like, I don't know, 20K more or whatever. And like, obviously, they're going to sell to the stupid app company. To be honest, this makes me even more solid that I you cannot make me Zillow. I will mm-hmm. not Zillow. I will not participate. Like, here's, a- <laughs> here's the thing. In in 2018, in California census, uh, we had 1.2 million vacant homes, mm. and we were short five million homes for the for the population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could house 1.2. I mean, let's just say two people per home. You could house <laughs> two, like half of the people. You could house them if you just dealt with all these homes that are that these corp most of them are held by these finance companies or something like that you Mm know um some corporate property flipping conglomerate like it's not like they're empty for a real reason it's just like uh they see it as a finance tool they're not really seeing it as like a place for someone to not be homeless at and uh right yeah, this is just why says here, uh, Zillow CEO, bad, folks. Zillow CEO Rich Barton says the world is going to one click. Why not real estate? So that's great. I'm sure that's fine. One click to buy a home and put yourself in incredible debt. Man, no uh, bueno. <laughs> okay, this is an article that's from like May or something. Uh, it's been so it's sitting been there in for the a backlog while. for a while, but um, I remember that it made me angry. 
Um, it's called Trapped on the Tracks. Hundreds die every year at railroad crossings. Drivers often get blamed, even when they're not at fault. Um, and the thesis of this article is that, like, it's the railroad company's fault for cars getting stuck on the tracks. Um, uh-huh. And I find this somewhat preposterous because it, it removes, like, all agency from the car drivers to not stop on the tracks. Which seems yeah, to me you... to be a fairly simple ask. Do, here's, here's an idea. Do not stop on railroad tracks for any reason at any time. Simply don't do it. Yeah, I don't do understand why people do that. That's nuts. Because yeah. the thing is like, oh, you know, like, um, you know, like, oh, the crossing lights, uh, you know, were, uh, didn't activate properly or whatever. And so, you know, then a car got stuck on the tracks and then it was hit by a train. And it's like, well, why did they pull on to the tracks why are you a like, lot of this is like you know it's talking about like rural intersections where there's like you know there's like a, a street parallel to the railroad track and then a street that intersects with that and crosses the railroad track and then like traffic gets backed up onto the tracks and it's like don't stop on the tracks yeah <laughs> just don't go onto the track till you have put a little space between track. you and the car in front it's fine you'll be f- <laughs> you'll be fine yeah. you don't need to be right up behind the person in front of you and then be over the tracks do not stop on the track it's very simple i i i get the point that you know i take the point i agree with the point that like uh you know railroad companies aren't good at maintaining things we've said that before many times yeah. but like i i think that it's you know, it's like, oh, uh, the railroads are responsible for, for drivers getting hit. It's like, no, I, I don't think it's, it's very different. Th- like the, the train can't steer. It can't stop on a dime. Uh, you if you know drive a car exactly where the train's going to go, it's where exactly. the tracks are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like if you drive a car, you're the more nimble one. It's your responsibility to not block the train. I'm sorry, but that's how it is. It's very simple. I feel like I was taught this when I was doing my driver training that you don't stop on train tracks and i've just never done that and i've always no matter many if the, of many of them have signs that say do not no stop matter on track there's no traffic in front of me i mm-hmm. still stop at the train track i look left i look right and i go like i make sure there's nothing going on like maybe mm-hmm. this is more simple to me because i like have to cross train tra- train tracks all the time for my job for the past year like 13 years like the place where I work is divided by train tracks, weirdly. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it it's uh, but yeah, you always look both. I I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it is unfortunate that things happen. You want to like, if there's something that was like a simple technology solution to like make it stop, then I'm sure somebody would have thought of it by now. But uh, like, right. Aside from the automatic rail crossings with the arms that go down and the lights, I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, I mean the the axiom is is C track think train. That's you just oh. got to remember that. <laughs> C track think train. Yes, very simple. I've never heard that before. C track mm-hmm. think train. Yep. Maybe I'm maybe I'm bad. I'm I'm. This is easier for me. I came by this naturally mm-hmm. because uh, when I was growing up, for one of the earliest houses we were in, out in Newberry Springs, California, <clears throat> which is like in the middle of nowhere. The the train ran like through our backyard. And mm-hmm. so it was like always a very <laughs> pointed like, do not go to the train. Just leave them right. alone. Like yeah. that's danger. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you and if you you need to, if you're gonna have to cross train tracks, you need to look, 
you need to be very sure that you can get across. Like, so that was like drilled into me. Maybe, mm. maybe not everyone got that, but uh, you'd think that common sense would help people understand that there's these rails that giant metal engines are <laughs> hurtling down. Mm-hmm. You might want to be careful. Yeah. Wild. Yep. You know. Wild. Yeah. Well, um. Don't oh, stop wow. on the tracks. I didn't even if you, see this. If you do stop on the tracks, get off the tracks as soon as you can. <laughs> anyway. Get out of your car. I don't know. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Wow. You. The last thing you put in here on the show notes. I have no idea how to transition to it. And it really threw my brain for a loop because I hadn't thought about this in quite some time. Aaron, Aaron, do you remember Snack Wells? Yes, yes, <laughs> buddy. Snack Wells, do I remember Snack I just, Wells? I woke up this morning and I was like, I really just want a Snack Wells Devil's Food Cookie. Those things were delicious. <laughs> Those things were so good. They're you could good. eat like a whole package of them. Mm-hmm. Which is why they were a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, yep, they were low fat, but they were uh, they had sugar in them. Yeah, high in everything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've learned. You know, snack wells used to be made by Nabisco. Now they're made by a company called B and G Foods, which has been purchasing up all sorts of little brands from all over the place. They have they own Crisco and uh, oh. Mrs. Dash and Cream of Wheat. And Clapper oh. Girl, very interesting thing to Weird. find out. But yeah. Um, anyway. I didn't know I just, snack wells were still even around. I, I, I guess so. I don't know. I'm going to go look for some because I kind of want the devil's food cookie now. So <laughs> I remember the, the snack wells, um, the, the place that they were hidden inside the house. I remember. Yeah. What well, I, the happiest got two, day of my life when I found it. They've only got two products now. You've got the devil's food cookie and you've got the uh-huh. uh, the vanilla cream sandwich cookie ew yeah i don't think i what nobody ate the dev the, the sandwich the vanilla what? i definitely had one of them once and it was not a, a good experience no yeah yeah it was all about the chocolate you need the chocolate absolutely yeah well now now i'm now i'm reminiscing about them mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. thing is if you ate too many i don't know if you remember this mm-hmm. It was not good on your bowels. It no. Was, yeah. It was, this was the same era of Olera. Olestra. Olestra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So it was a lot of eating foods that made you poop yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the 90s, that was, basically. That, that was, was the, the style of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's how the '90s were. Whenever, whenever people ask me, "What was the '90s like?" It, well, it was like so, well, I spent a lot of time on the toilet. You eat a lot of food that is like a less good version of a good food mm-hmm. that makes you shit yourself. <laughs> and yep. and then we listened to pop punk mm-hmm. and ska. Yep. <laughs> that was the 90s. That's You're why welcome. everyone that's why ska and pop punk were so popular. Everyone was angry because they were just constantly feeling bad all the time. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing I was not prepared for this I'm trying and I'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea 
what I'm doing.